Are you looking for a practical gift for your loved one? A new graduate, a coworker, or perhaps a really close friend? Well, look no further. Check out my store, IDJ Designs, on Etsy and order one of my coffee mugs to support my mission to help draw awareness to the lifelong impact of childhood sexual abuse through my weekly podcast, my original music, my upcoming memoirs, previous poetry books, live shows, video film, and speaking engagements all under my small production company in the Closet Productions, a voice for the voiceless. Every purchase you make helps me, Ingrid D. Johnson, to continue sharing my story as an artist and a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. Help me encourage those who feel voiceless and like no one understands their pain to speak up and to never lose hope. Check out my store on Etsy today. Thank you so much for your support and please tell a friend. Welcome. Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new episode of my weekly podcast, Writing Through the Pain. This is your host and Winnipeg multidisciplinary artist, Ingrid D. Johnson. Thank you, everyone, for joining me as I discuss, explore, and discover what facing and slowly healing after the trauma of childhood sexual abuse looks like in several areas of life, beginning with my childhood years and into my teens, and then slowly into my adult life. Thank you for choosing to go on this healing journey with me as I share pieces of my story from my upcoming book and also interviews with other people that are connected to my story. Would you like to do more to show your support for this podcast? Then please, subscribe, leave a tip in any amount, or become a monthly sponsor by contributing $5 a month or more through our PayPal link. That link is www.paypal.com forward slash paypal me, all one word, forward slash ITC sponsorship. In return, you will receive a quarterly newsletter, a download code to my album Visions and Dreams, and 10% discount off all new In the Closet Productions products and services. Every dollar you contribute will be used to produce inspiring original music, live music shows, speaking engagements, this podcast, and other creative projects that helps to draw awareness to the impact of childhood sexual abuse. Thank you so much for your wonderful support. My Story Part 41 Just Friends It is a warm summer night in August 2006. Underneath the pregnant summer moon, my body rages with hormones as I follow my friend Free into her sister's best friend's wedding social. Dressed in a long white summer dress with white strappy sandals, a flower neatly tucked behind my ear, Accenting my long black curly hair and dark red lips, I walk past three black women selling drink tickets in the lobby, excited by the up-tempo R&B music pumping inside the banquet hall. Once inside, I case the room looking for the perfect spot on the dance floor to unleash some of my pent-up sexual energy in the most celibate way I know how, while the full moon wreaks havoc on my hormones bringing me to the cusp of my monthly cycle. 
Inside, I want to crawl out of my skin and scream at the top of my lungs a whole lot of nothing. But after passing several people on the dance floor and dispersing several forced smiles, I find my perfect spot close to the DJ booth and start moving my slender body to the sound of a throbbing R&B beat. Across the room, looking beautiful in her long brown asymmetrical dress and short, dark brown afro, I spot Naima smiling and laughing with a small group of women. I watch her pass through more people and slowly make her way towards the DJ booth at the front of the room. She is the perfect blushing bride, hosting the silent auction at her wedding social, standing next to a buff, average height, medium-sized, sexy, light-skinned guy rocking a sexy white v-neck sweater and a creamy white fedora slanted forward over one side of his face. He is the type of guy I desire, and so I find myself saying a quick prayer that he is single. Free! Free! Who is that? I asked, wishing he were mine and I could jump him on the spot. Girl, that's the groom, she says quickly without giving it another thought. The groom? I repeat faintly to myself, disappointed by the truth but unable to take my eyes off him for most of the night. That was the first time I laid eyes on Khalid. He was 25 years old at the time and I was 5 years older than him. He was a bad boy, and bad boys were my weakness, but I dismissed any thoughts of being with him after finding out he was already Naima's groom. Now here I was eight months later, letting the devil in by accidentally covering, coveting the very same man. How did I not recognize him sooner? How did I miss who he was? I asked myself over and over again. Why did he seem so unfamiliar to me until now? How was I deceived? Now I was trapped, like so many other times in my life, without the strength to walk away from a bad situation. I was heading down a bad road, and on my way to a dark, dangerous, and lonely place. A place I had been before. A place that never works out well for me, in any situation. Hey, we can just be friends, he writes in the next email sent to me. Let's go for lunch sometime, if you aren't too scared to hang out with me. He was taunting me, tempting me to spend time with him without losing my self-control. Was I strong enough to be just his friend and nothing more? I found myself asking myself that question over and over again in my head. A few days later, I decide to put myself to the test, meeting him for lunch at a Vietnamese restaurant of his choice on Sargent Avenue. At the table, Khalid is charming and funny. We click right away, and I find myself more comfortable with him than I had expected. Not wanting our time together to end, I foolishly invite him to my apartment and make my first of many horrible mistakes. Sins that have a way of coming out and changing people's lives forever. We had laughed and flirted all afternoon until we shared a kiss that led to sex, something I wasn't planning. And after that, I lost myself even more when I kept on seeing him until the day we finally got caught. 
This was one of my lowest moments as a human being in front of his wife and before God. A moment that made Khalid very angry at me for telling his wife Naeem the truth about our involvement when she questioned me. A humiliating place that opened me up to harsh judgment and brought me to a place of repentance with a renewed desire to seek God in order to let him help me to change my horrible ways. To be continued. Did you enjoy this recent episode? Then stay tuned for a brand new episode of Writing Through the Pain, My Story Continued, every Wednesday night. Tune in next week, where I will share more of my story dealing with the impact of childhood sexual abuse. Well, as usual, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your colleagues, family members, acquaintances, and friends. After all, you never know who this podcast might speak to, inspire, uplift, inform, or help to break their silence about an incident or incidents of childhood sexual abuse in their lives. To leave a message about an episode of this podcast, or to become a potential guest on the show, please message me at anchor.fm forward slash Ingrid D. Johnson, all one word, forward slash message. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for supporting my mission. Good night and God bless you, my friends.